Jackson. Hey, Zach. How are you? I'm well, thank you. How are you? I am doing well as well. Good. Um, it's a lovely just, Sunday. Yeah. You know, just nice. hanging out. There's a child yeah, screaming out in the distance. Kids are screaming. <laughs> <laughs> the sun is shining. <laughs> just a normal day in society here. <laughs> um, we're just kind of hanging out today. There's nothing really too exciting. Yeah. I mean, we could talk about, if we want to talk, we can talk about Warner Brothers just clearing house. That's kind of interesting right now. Yeah, I mean, I, I see what they're doing. But the primary thing, they're committed to Matt Reeves, it seems like. They're exactly. investing in the future of the Batman. That's all they should do. I don't care what else they do. They could literally do anything. Same. <laughs> Just make sure give me that Batman too. Yeah. And I'll be happy. And they're even like Penguin, they like confirmed that that show is still happening, even though they're just like canceling stuff on HBO Max. And yeah, so I, that's exciting. I yeah. guess they're that's the only vision they really have. They're committed to this this thing. Um, I guess they have found who they want to lead the their version of the MCU or whatever. Yeah, I don't I, know. They uh, they've said he's in talks, but I'm sure it'll happen. But he, he was like a producer on the Lego Batman movie. Yes, which is interesting, <laughs> but. Some good projects and stuff, but yeah, we'll, we'll see. see. Yeah. Like, if he's a good executive, you don't really have to be some like comic book guru to. No, you just have to, you know, know how to get movies made and hire people who know things. Yeah, you got to bounce a lot of personalities. Yeah, and at this rate, a lot of storylines. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I'm. I they should take all the time in the world. Just yeah. let the Batman keep playing out. That's Seems all like I need. the Flash is still coming out there. <laughs> Making yeah. some kind of headway with Ezra Miller. <laughs> they made a deal, and uh, they are now in therapy, I guess, and that's part of it. Yeah. But so. it was probably some fun little thing on the contract that said we could just take away all your millions and millions of dollars. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, those contracts, the way they're written up, if you um, – it's pretty common that if you are convicted of a felony that they can just, like, yep. break everything. Because I'm sure Ezra Miller has um, – points on the back end and like oh yeah he's the, he's the flash licensing yeah. and all that stuff so there's a lot of like gambling when it goes into the whole they're going to use your likeness if this goes well type of thing yeah exactly like you know even look at iron man iron man now is just being redrawn as robert downey jr like everywhere <laughs> <laughs> animated shows comics it has a little bit of robert downey jr inside like in all the drawings now he really is like he's got a jack nicholson-esque deal going on where he's just going to be ma- making money off of Mm-hmm. Iron Man and Marvel for the rest of his fucking life. Oh yeah, no, yeah, him, but both him and Chris Evans, they like locked in. I think for those. Good for Chris Evans, though. Yeah, he deserved it. <laughs> yeah, especially after not another teenage movie. Captain America is still my favorite MCU character. He was fun. It'll never get better than that. <laughs> they did it right with him. Yeah, he was the perfect level of like uh, innocent, but also like just. He's earnest. Yes. Yeah, and yeah. his character has like an arc that I really appreciate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where he becomes like less uh, naive, yeah, but still uh, aspirational, yeah, in a way. Like it's really good. It's yeah. great stuff. It was good stuff. That's um, that's why it's interesting to see where they are now. But yeah. a lot of fun stuff. You know, there was an Easter egg that you showed me in uh, uh, She Hulk. She Hulk. Yeah, man in a bar fighting with metal claws. Metal claws. Gotta love that. And a, an actual me- mention of where things get left off from the Inhumans, which I uh, was impressed by because nobody has mentioned, nobody yeah. in the MCU has mentioned the fact that there's a giant stone man sticking out of the ocean. Don't worry Spoilers about it. Spoilers for the Inhumans. <laughs> That's what I've been seeing the most, is that the fact we've been this many movies in and nobody has addressed that giant man in the ocean. <laughs> well, they like the movies, the, um, like the time setting is all kind of... Wonky. Yeah, we don't know like uh, when, fair. when they necessarily take place in relation to each other. It, it definitely feels like this phase, I think everybody freaked out, and they're like, what's 
some big thing that's going to happen. I'm like, I don't think it was going to ever be a big thing. It's like a total reset. It's like a let's calm down Yeah, we'll, phase. we'll see what happens in uh, Wakanda forever. Yeah. I feel like that's going to be the real, like, big one. It's going to have to be, like, some giant brain blast. Or I think it's just straight up, nope, this is just us chilling out for a little bit. Yeah. Now you get introduced to different dimensions and different universes, and that's just kind of where we go. Well, they're introducing, like, Namor. Mm-hmm. And uh, all that stuff. And that may be where they get, like, really into mutants, because Namor was, like, one of the original mutants. Probably. Because that word got mentioned once, right, so far? Yeah, in Miss um, Marvel. Miss Marvel. Miss Marvel was really good. I need to go back in. Uh, and She-Hulk is fun so far. Good. Tim Roth uh, shows up in the the last episode as Emil Blonsky, like, uh, reprising his role, and he's just, like, he was fucking killing it. Which is so funny, because of all the Hulk movies to get a character carried over, like... There's only one Hulk movie. <laughs> they don't consider us... Was it Stan? No. Who uh, who made the first Hulk? The Yang Lee one? Yeah. No, it's not in continuity. Oh. So it's just it's the... Not, uh, it's a pre-MCU, like, gotcha. like Ben Affleck Daredevil, or... In, that, in the Dark Times? Yeah. Although now, with their whole multiverse thing, I guess it's kind of in continuity, but... Anything could be in continuity. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they could do anything they wanted. They could do anything. <laughs> so, um, interesting. Yeah. yeah. And so, and then we have Bruce Banner Hulk still, right? He's, like, totally in control. He's not, like, the... Yeah, he's Smart Hulk. But uh, in this last episode, spoilers, I guess, he's going into space when you see him. So oh, fun. Who knows? They... Planet Hulk? They have been talking about like or like dropping clues about World War Hulk and Planet Hulk, so who knows? It's been I think Planet Hulk's been like one of the number one like most requested like just let's do it now. Yeah, I'm um, curious to see what they do with them. That would be a fun test to um see how like uh <laughs> someone had the audacity to lock the door. You gotta <laughs> you have to collect him. You have to comfort him. He's scared. Tell him it's okay. The world isn't gonna hurt him. It will. <laughs> There, look at him. <laughs> there we go. Don't See, lie to him. well, you have to Don't give. Don't lie him, to the you, boy. You have to kind of like lie to the boy a little bit. <laughs> Anyways, we're gonna leave that in. Screw it. <laughs> Welcome to my life. Um, Planet Hulk would be a very interesting one to test, kind of where Hulk is as a character too. Yeah. Because I feel like you're he's gotten total control of like his anger, mm-hmm. all of that. Now you just go thrust him into like a really fucked up situation. I think yeah. that'd be kind of fun. Yeah. Well, I'm also curious because in the con- like the Peter David comics when they introduced. Uh, smart Hulk, they were also laying seeds. They did the whole thing with the Hulk in the future where he was the maestro, where he was like a despotic dictator of a post-apocalyptic future. Oh, Jesus, that'd be fun. So, Yeah, I'll see what they do with Hulk. It's, I feel like it's a character they're sitting on. Not in a bad way. Yeah. I think it's just kind of... I love Ruffalo. Yeah. Hulk. Um, a while ago when I rewatched the first Avengers for the first time in a long time, like Ruffalo was one that really popped in that movie. Like, oh, he's yeah. so good. Well, they finally found, like, I think a actor that could do Bruce He's a great, Banner. great actor. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think they finally, like, were settled in, like, having a Bruce Banner locked in actor for the first time. Yeah. Um, really great. Because I forgot what's his face. What and that, that whole Hulk sequence where oh, God. they're on the helicarrier and he turns into the Hulk. It's, like, the scariest I've ever seen the Hulk portrayed. <laughs> Which is how it should be. Because it's just him and Black Widow. Like, they pick the most vulnerable <laughs> Avenger to be, like, stuck in with a him. room with him. And then and then there's that Thor fight. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, pure, like, comic book geek yep. nirvana. Hulk's fun. I like when Hulk yeah. does kind of lose it. There's so much you can do with him. Yeah. Because that shit's fun. My favorite version of Hulk is uh, Ragnarok, where they really double down on, like, that comic book. Like, Hulk smash. It's true. Yeah, I love oh, that shit. God, I'm really bummed about the new... Uh, I still gotta watch the new Thor movie. It's coming to Disney soon, I think. 
Yeah, I didn't love it. That's what I'm a bummer about. You know what's great in it though is Christian Bale. That's the only <laughs> thing that's gonna keep me happy. Is I heard he he does he, he goes fucking all rocks in. the shit as Christian Bale is wont to do. <laughs> Every role he does, he yeah. pretty much is all in all yeah. the time. His Batman is probably the most calm he was. It's true. <laughs> You might even say boring. <laughs> <laughs> you might, compared to other things. Yeah. Watch Batman, they go watch like a, a um, oh my god, American Psycho. Him as um, Bruce Wayne, though, like public Bruce Wayne, like that's the real great fun. shit. Like he's so good at that. Oh yeah, he's so fun. He just buys the hotel, and then dips and then just gets in the, uh, the fountain. I love that drunk speech he gives at the end of Batman Begins where he's oh, trying to get everybody out of the... Uh, it's so good. Here's to you people. Yeah. <laughs> The apple does fall far from the tree, Mr. Wayne. That shit's, that shit's great. It was perfect. It I showed, love Batman Begins. It showed the exact sacrifice he needs to make as Bruce. It's yeah. not the... Batman Begins is the best movie of that trilogy. Fight me. I won't fight you. Fight me! I won't fight you. <laughs> Stop telling me to fight you! <laughs> right now, Zach. No! <laughs> no, those are great. It's a great one-two punch to go from Batman Begins to Dark Knight. Yeah. Like, God, what a time. And then there's Rises. It's fine. We love Tom Hardy. That's we'll right. Leave it at that. <laughs> I just understand the situation they were facing, and uh, it's it is what it is. Yeah. Nolan so. just didn't want to make another movie. They shouldn't have. So. They shouldn't have given him all that money. No. <laughs> they should have just let somebody else do it. I saw my theory. I think there was something to do with Ledger that got well, axed hard. Because if you go back and you look at even when those movies were being made, like they made Begins, and he was like, "Well, yeah, maybe I'll do another one, but like, who knows? Mm-hmm. Whatever." And then there was like a few years before yeah. they announced Dark Knight. Yeah. That's how it should be. It yeah. should be like when you actually feel the inspiration to do it, you get great movies. Yeah. But who are we? Who knows? People not making movies. <laughs> That's who we are. Um, okay, fuck so... What? I said fucking A. <laughs> so, speaking of movies that are going to be getting made, uh, James Bond is now in the full STEM reboot, going back to square zero. Yeah. Uh, who knows what they'll do next? Yeah. They've said it's going to be somebody younger, probably like in the thirty. Yeah, well, range. Yeah, you, you got to, because you got to get somebody who can do four or five. Exactly. Yeah, yeah you can't do Idris Elba, and this is like a one-off. Yeah, you don't want a Roger Moore situation where he's ninety years old out there with his cane, <laughs> hanging from a blimp, fighting Christopher Walken. <laughs> movie's so fucking wild. <laughs> so fucking wild. I forget that we were given the gift of uh, Christopher Walken as a Bond villain. He's great in that movie. Oh, of course he is. <laughs> Um, so I started looking into like who the, the biggest rumors are. Uh-huh. Um, have you watched Bridgerton? No, me neither. Apparently, it's like a new hit, spicy British show on Netflix. Yeah. Anyways, the main guy on there is like the leading, like we think he should be it kind of guy. Uh-huh. Um, I can't even pronounce his name. That's fine. Is he British? He's British. Okay. Um, I heard a rumor about Dev Patel. I thought that was cool. Dev Patel, who's that? He was the guy who was in Slumdog Millionaire. Oh, damn. And then he's been in like some other things. Like uh, here and there. He was in The Green Knight. Oh. Just uh, came out, what, last year? Okay. That movie fucking rocked. Doesn't. He's a good actor. Like, I think that would be cool. Interesting. But yeah. If you're British and handsome, just like go for it. That's Well, it was very funny. They <laughs> interviewed this guy and he just kind of laughed because he was like, uh, he goes, it shows that you're a successful British actor and they start attaching the B word to you. <laughs> he goes, it's like a badge of honor. I'm happy to wear it, but it's just a badge right now. Yeah. And I'm like, what a great quote. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's true. He's like, oh, okay, I'm doing something right. I'm getting the B word thrown around at me now. It's pretty good. Um, but it's gonna be interesting. So we we kind of had like, I guess maybe ideas. You always have better ideas than I do. I have like no, generic. That's not true. It's always true. <laughs> I have generic themes that I want to go with, right? Okay. Like, I actually don't want this Bond to be set in modern time. 
actually. Oh, you want to like set it in the sixties? Yeah, we'll do a period piece. Like give it back like to the sixties, and I think that would just be kind of fun and different. You know who wanted to do that was Quentin Tarantino. Ooh. Because he almost did Casino Royale. Wow. He almost did Casino Royale with Pierce Brosnan. And he wanted nuts. to set it in the sixties and make it in black and white. Mm-hmm. That would have been wild. Yeah. But yeah, I think putting Bond back in the sixties, I think, would be a really great way to kind of separate him from like all the other like action spy movies that are just saturating the market yeah they're all set in the modern times they all face the same things it's all digital it's all whatever yeah just throw them back in the 60s it's like have fun with it make it weird uh make villains over the top again yeah no i think that's that is definitely where i am with it yeah like i need to see not quite moonraker of course. like not quite roger moore but like make it more fun mm-hmm. and like more like i want more like sexy cool spy stuff yeah exactly and more over the top i do have Oh boy, here we go. <laughs> a thing. Uh, I've done this in the past. It's like an opening scene and then just like a general pitch. Yes. Uh, will you indulge me? Always. Okay. Uh, so, uh, we open with a classic gun barrel sequence. We're going real old school on this one. Uh, the small twist being it's more a stylized animated sort of thing, and it's oh. just Bond and silhouette. Like just a black and white. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the gunshot, we smash cut to an established shot of Paris, France. We're at a modern, modern office building in a bustling downtown area. Over the image, we hear a woman talking about the Risico Corporation and their history of pushing the bleeding edge in medical technologies. Inside, we follow a group of men in expensive suits, potential investors, as a public relations executive escorts them through the premises. During her spiel, she mentions that their tour will be confined to the lower levels of the building and that the upper floors are reserved for top-secret R&D and security. Uh, One of the expensive suit men kind of slows, notices a door off to the side. We don't see his face. As the group rounds the corner, he hangs back, tries the door handle. It's locked close up as he rotates the face of his watch and a low light begins to pulsate. He holds it up to the electronic key card reader on the door and the lock opens. The man makes his way quickly through a low lit room, his face still obscured by shadows and angles. He comes to an exterior window that's sealed. He rotates the watch face again. The watch emits a high-pitched whine. Outside the building, the window shatters outward. The mysterious suited man steps out on the sill. He brings the watch up, again rotating the face. A small stud pops out of on a concealed panel on the side of the watch, and with a tap, the stud is launched upward, springing open in midair into an effective grappling hook, and the man is reeled up the side of the building. Inside, an impressive security command center. A uniformed private security officer sits surrounded by monitors displaying nearly every nook and cranny of the building. There's a nearly imperceptible hiss of compressed air. Their guard grabs his neck, startled, pulls out a tiny dart. His eyes widen before he slumps over unconscious. The suited man then emerges from the darkness, his face still never quite visible to us. He takes the gun from the holster of the unconscious guard and sits at the command station. He again rotates his watch face, and the central monitor suddenly starts cycling through code, files open. We see old security camera footage come up on the screen. In the footage, we see a middle-aged, bespectacled man, arm-linked with a glamorous brunette in a dazzling dress, in the same hallway that, that we started in, in the same building. We hear the man speak, his voice soft but commanding. Are you seeing this, Q? Christados was here, all right, and she was with him. He closes the windows on the monitor, preparing to make his escape, when suddenly a huge hand comes down on his shoulder. The suited man whirls, finding himself face to chest with a seven-foot brute of a man with an unnaturally square jaw. 
Without hesitating, the mystery man throws an expert punch. He snaps his hand back in pain. The brute smiles, revealing a bizarre set of titanium teeth, like a bear <laughs> trap for a mouth. We can call him Jaws. The suited man attempts to pistol whip him across the face, but Jaws catches the gun in his teeth, biting it in half. We cut to the hallway outside the security center for a quick beat. Our man flies through the wall, hitting the opposite wall and landing bodily on the floor amidst debris. Jaws steps through the hole, grinning his terrible grin. What follows is a vicious fight through the hallway, with the mystery man barely managing to stay one step ahead of his opponent, using anything he can find as an improvised weapon to slow the monster down as he makes his way to the window. The two tumble through the window, the mystery man just barely able to activate the grapple and line on his watch in time. The two are fighting on the side of the building, just held by the thin line. They keep dropping and jerking to a stop. He's climbing around, trying to just beat him on the head and face. <laughs> He's got nothing. Nothing is effective until, in a deft move, so fast neither Jaws nor us notice until it's too late, the suited man slips the watch onto Jaws' wrist. There's a moment of confusion followed by panic realization on the brute's face as the watch face flashes red, self-destruct. The suited man lets go and Jaws is immediately ratcheted back up toward the window they came from, and just as he disappears from sight, an explosion. The unseen man drops, catches himself just barely on the blown-out window he first came from. He pulls himself inside, back in the lower levels. The building is going into emergency lockdown, fire alarms ringing. The mystery man moves quickly through the hallways, dodging groups of private security. He bursts out of the building onto the street and almost immediately runs into a young woman and spills coffee all over herself. Despite what we've seen him go through, he sounds jovial and unfazed. Oh my goodness, I beg your pardon, how clumsy of me. I insist you send the dry-cleaning bill to my room at the Le Bristol Paris. He begins to move past her. She turns after him, a curious, coy smile on her lips. Who should I ask for? The man finally turns toward camera, revealing whoever our new Bond actor is in a movie star close-up. The name is Bond. James Bond. And we launch into the opening credit sequence. The movie is called The Inhuman Condition. Perfect. I love it. <laughs> it's like giving me, it's bringing back the whole like fun spy shit that he used to do. Mm-hmm. Because that was the one thing that Daniel Craig's movies kind of took away from, was there was not as much as, like, the spy... Well, in, like, a modern age, there's mm -hmm. so much, like, it's all just computers and shit. Exactly. Like, it's so... It's, like, very rare that we get to see him actually, like, sneaking in somewhere, and, like, mm -hmm. I think that's where the settings for the 60s make it fun, because then you take all that away. Yeah. You kind of forget that he's supposed to be, like, a spy. Yes. <laughs> in, like, a lot of modern James Bond movies. Exactly. Like, like, that's what's so good about Casino Royale. I true. Yeah. No, yeah. Casino Royale's a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Um... A lot of the Bond movies were fun. I liked the new ones just for the fact that we got to look at him, like him as a person, yeah. almost. I think so. Skyfall's really good. I really <gasps> like Skyfall, Skyfall yeah, obviously. Skyfall. But. Yeah, I love that. See, that's like the perfect thing where we bring back Jaws, too. Um, having yeah, just over-the-top villains. I need Jaws back, and I would connect Jaws to the plot, actually, because I'm kind of taking a little bit of the original book that uh, Moonraker was based on mm. and a little bit of the short story, Rosicko, and then adding... Uh, some of my own stuff, but it's him investigating a plot where they keep finding uh, fingerprints of uh, missing in action soldiers oh. and like domestic terrorist mm -hmm. attacks. And this company is uh, experimenting with like medical technology and they're like basically creating like Jaws, we would see him again and he would yeah. have a robot hand because he cut his hand off to get rid of the watch. Yeah. From that opening scene. So they're like, they're creating these almost like super soldiers to, like, test this technology out, like, taking guys who they think were killed in action, and mm -hmm. now they're popping up again, and they're, like, 
their jaws or their exactly yeah yeah that'd be a lot of fun i like that They're, they gotta do something a little fun they just gotta make them i think we yeah. go damp- more sci-fi go more yeah. yeah gadgets i love q being back in mm-hmm. um i even like the actor they had for i liked all the supporting actors that they got in or characters i should say oh yeah especially um, ray fines is uh m oh god he's so good they gotta keep him yeah he's perfect he's so much fun but even the, the guy they have as q mm-hmm. yeah he was good yeah I think he's like a fun... The voice of Paddington? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's just a fun little quirky guy. Like, he's completely different than what um, we had. I forgot the actor's name, too. Uh, ben Wishaw. Yeah, was that it? Yeah. yeah. Before John Cleese. Oh, Desmond Llewellyn was the original Q, yeah. R.I.P. He was Q forever. Yeah. <laughs> forever. <laughs> he was great, though. Mm-hmm. Um, you just got to have that banter between him and Q, too. Yeah. It's just too good. I love it. I, I, it's got to be something fun. I need some spy stuff again. I need cheesy... Not too cheesy, but just campy spy. Yeah, just fun. Yeah. Like, make it fun. Yeah. That'd be great. There's a... Um, we talked about this before, the people who made Hitman. They're making a James Bond game. Oh, really? Is that still happening? Mm-hmm. Cool. And so, that's going to be pretty interesting, because there's... I think they could do a lot of the things that you just kind of said, like, using your watch to go up the side of a building, or you could probably do something else entirely. Yeah. But just getting to just be James Bond in, like, a atmosphere like that, I think it's going to be kind of, yeah. kind of fun. Yeah, I would definitely want to, like, play with the gadgets some more. Oh, yeah. And all that stuff. Because, like, James Bond and his watch should be a thing that, like, go together. Like, oh, totally. Batman and his utility belt. You 100%. I mean? Like, James Bond and his gadgets are, like, the whole point of James Bond. Yeah. Is he has weird gadgets. Stuff in his shoe, his watch, his car. Yeah. Like, all of it. Oh, I would definitely put some gnarly car shit in this. You movie. have to have gnarly shit, car yeah. shit. Like, I loved that when it touched on it in Daniel Craig's, they always touched on the car shit. Mm-hmm. Like, I think the last one had the most, I would they say. They really go for it in some of the, the later... Mm-hmm. In Skyfall, there's really good stuff. The Skyfall, um, they unveil it, right? They he unveils the Aston Martin with the guns. Yeah, and it's like a huge thing. My favorite, like, is the Roger Moore shit with the uh, when he has like, is it a Lotus? Possibly. I think he's got a Lotus and it like turns into a submarine. Yes. <laughs> I love that. And then there's the one I can't remember which one of his movies it is, but um, he's somewhere and they're trying to get into his car mm-hmm. and they can't do it. And then at one point. A guy's got a sledgehammer and he just goes to like bash in the windshield, and the second it makes contact, the car just explodes. <laughs> like it's got the self-destruct built into it. I don't remember that one. Uh, I love that shit. That's fucking wild. Yeah. It is the best. Mm-hmm. And every movie's kind of had them, except for um, a couple of Daniel Craig's, but especially Casino Royale, he just had the car. Yeah. Well, some of Daniel Craig's Bond was so influenced by them being terrified by the board movies they're like oh we got to catch up with this shit yeah and that was the thing it's just like you don't have to actually you can go yeah. the direct opposite well and that was like a lot of the roger moore era was kind of defined by them not having faith in their own franchise and chasing other franchises so they yeah. did like black exploitation with uh live and let die and they did star wars with moonraker, moonraker. Yeah. oh yeah 100 percent. yeah live and let die is an interesting one to watch back yeah i, I think it's moore's best one yeah i would say so that and maybe Spy Who Loved Me? I don't know. know. More doesn't really stick with me too much. But definitely, like, Live and Let Die is probably his best one. And his first one, too, which is always funny how that works. Usually their first one is their best one. Pierce Brosnan, Goldeneye. Yeah. Um, Sean Connery got it too many, I think. Yeah. Well, I love... Like, Doctor No is definitely not my favorite. That's the first Bond movie. It's definitely not my favorite comic. Yeah. Not even close. I think it was them finding their groove. Yeah. Um, Full on just being like, here's this character that's just been in books. And... It's actually super interesting because it's like if you read the books, like he's kind of a dick. Like James Bond's just a full on. Yeah, he's asshole. like a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, he's sexist. He's 
But that's kind of the thing. Like, it's somebody who would do this job. Mm -hmm, Exactly. He's just a hired killer for the government. Exactly. And so it's kind of, in this situation, do we kind of start dabbling on the fact that he's kind of an asshole? Or are we kind of changing the character, making him charming and quirky and fun? Well, that's what I think is interesting about Daniel Craig, is they revisited that. And it was less of him being a bad guy and him just being, like, such a broken guy. Yeah. It was, he was just hiding so many fucking things. Yeah, and all of his, like, bondisms were just, like, coping mechanisms. Yeah, which is yeah. wild. So it was, like, it did, definitely an interesting way to go. But yeah. they need to fi- figure something else out. Well, yeah, and that's why it's those movies are great, because they can just live in that period of, this was just an inner looking at James Bond as a mm-hmm. human. Yeah. Uh, which was fun, but now we don't need to do that ever again. Yeah, new era. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be great. I don't know when they're going to even have this planned out. Um, the thing that even excited me about Bond getting a new game is at least he's going to be in the conversation for a while. Yeah. They don't have to rush it in that case because you can just have the game come out and be like, hey, remember James Bond? That's fun. Yeah, I wonder... There's rumors that GoldenEye is going to get full on remastered again. They, haven't they done that? Uh, It was an okay remaster, but this one's like going to be a full-on ground-up, from what I can tell. Oh, interesting. Modern redo. Good luck to that. I did love... Everybody loved GoldenEye. That's what's so scary about it, is it's like, that's the epitome of, like, yeah. Bond games. And multiplayer, and, like, I mean, how many people, like, spent hours just playing that There would be no, like, Halo or Call of Duty Nothing. or any of that shit now if GoldenEye wasn't what it was. The split-screen GoldenEye was just, like, the best. Yeah. <laughs> that game is so good. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually... It's really tough to play. Maybe, like, <laughs> but it's I've gone just... back... Well, I've gone back and played Perfect Dark, which was oh. just basically... There's rumors about that one. Game. A reskin of Goldeneye mm-hmm. when that game came out, like, but yeah, it was just like a love letter to it. I think there's a rumor that Perfect Dark's gonna get the remaster too. Cool. I yep. love Perfect Dark. Perfect Dark, Max Payne's. I don't know if you ever played those. <laughs> those they're getting redone. Uh, ground up reboot on that. So we're I supposed just... to be doing an HD remaster of Arkham Origins. That's what I keep hearing. So I I would love that. That would be fantastic. We'll see what they do. Yeah. Um, a lot of that. DC stuff is tied up with like two big games, so it's gonna be interesting to see what they do there. Like, yeah. They did all the Gotham Knights, the villains I, and all that. I did pre order Gotham Knights. I will play that game when it comes out. But I'm intrigued. I'm a little less down on it than I was when they first announced it. That's I think fair. it'll at least be fun. I like all the customization stuff that they have in there. Mm-hmm. It's cool seeing like exploring the other characters too. Yeah. Like I'm gonna main you. with Nightwing, obviously. Obviously, you're not a monster. <laughs> <laughs> Who else would it be? You're going to Red Hood. He's yeah, fuck rogue. Red Hood. I don't. I do not care about Red Hood. Well, he's like anti-Batman. He should have left Jason Todd dead. <laughs> More interesting when he was dead. <laughs> yeah, a little bit actually. Although the animated movie is really good. But I, yeah, I like that story. Mm-hmm. But I, that's like all there is. Yeah. Kind of like uh, I don't know Venom or character like that where their origin story is what's interesting about them. And then no, hundred percent. When they keep showing up, you're like, okay. <laughs> no, Venom's great when he's just like. He just shows up in like wreck shop, and then he gets. Yeah. And he then if he doesn't can... kill Spider Man, he's completely useless. So. <laughs> exactly, he's just this fun thing. Um, yeah, the Red Hood was interesting. Like Arkham Knight, his story in that one was kind of rough. It was just that too, was weird. It was um, too obvious. Yeah, I figured out like a few cutscenes in with him. Like, yeah, it's clear who it is. Well, as soon as they even touch Jason Todd in that game, you're like, oh, okay, I get it. Mm-hmm. It's as clear as day how it's gonna go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that they, they have that one. And then there's the just or not Justice League. It's the Suicide Squad where they're fighting the Justice League. Yeah, I care less about that. Yeah, it's once again they got Superman in a game, but he's a bad guy. Just make a Superman game. <laughs> make a Superman movie and make a Superman game. What's everybody's fucking problem? <laughs> 
They're scared. It's easier to do bad guy Superman. I guess. Than it is. That's sort of what I'm gathering. It's hackier. It's just, I guess, simpler to be like, ooh, look at him. He goes bad. Isn't that scary? And it's like, yeah, but I've seen it like 16 yeah, imagine, times. Imagine <laughs> if somebody with power was bad. Yeah. You're like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of uh, bad Superman, um, you saw that Jeffrey Dean Morgan's in The Boys now? Yeah, I did see that. So they're slowly putting the Supernatural cast back together, I guess. Yeah, I wonder who Jared Padalecki's going to play. <laughs> Gotta bring him in now. <laughs> I guess one of the producers on the show was a producer for. Uh, He's the, he was the sh- the creator. Was he the creator and showrunner of the boys? Was the creator and showrunner of Supernatural? Damn. Yeah. How's that for one two punch? Right. Go from Supernatural <laughs> to the boys? Like goddamn. Yeah, he's not hurting for money. No, go retire now. <laughs> Although I guess Supernatural was on the CW, so God knows how much they actually paid. Him. Fair, <laughs> but it went on for like twenty. But seasons. now Amazon's paying him. Got that Amazon money? There's just no limit to that money. <laughs> no, it's non-existent. They almost bought EA. They could buy Disney. It's that one of those things where, like... Actually, I don't know who has more money right now. If No, if you broke it down, like, business-wise, Apple and Amazon... Like, Disney is Disney. Yeah. But Apple and Amazon have so much goddamn money. They do. They could buy Disney 12 times. Apple maybe launched an entire streaming service for kicks and giggles. Like yeah. an experiment. It costs $5. <laughs> We're going to launch this. We're going to produce all these great shows some movies. Let's just see what you guys think. Yeah. You guys like Ted Lasso? Yeah. Like, yes. Yes, we do. <laughs> you guys like Severance? Yes. Yes, we do. We like Ben Stiller getting into like some weird workplace horror. I want another season of Ted Lasso. It's coming. I know. I think they just got done filming. I think. I think so. They just um, they're either finishing up or just finished shooting the new season of Warrior for HBO. So I'm excited about that. Oh, I haven't seen that one. That show's so fucking good. <laughs> Have you watched The Bear yet? No. It's on Hulu. It's really good. That's the restaurant show, right? Yeah, it's uh, it's based. Have you ever watched like uh, Kitchen Nightmares? The Gordon Ramsay. I know of it. Think of that, but like an actual, like fleshed out into a show. Like a drama. Yeah. yeah. Um, basically, he's like, he was a high end sous chef at like a, one of the top end restaurants. And then his brother um, kills himself, oh, leaves shit. him leaves him the restaurant. <laughs> and it's like this rundown, shitty family restaurant. And he has to go in and basically like fix it. That sounds like a bummer. It's really good. <laughs> um, it's actually really, really, really good. They did an entire episode. It was like the seventh episode or whatever. Like the entire kitchen is just fucking going to shit. And it's all one shot. There's no cut. And so you're just going through this constant madness in this kitchen. Things are going wrong here. People are like getting into fights here, and it's just one cut the entire or one shot the entire time. Yeah, well. And I was I'm a sucker for that shit. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. So at the end, you just sit back on the couch. <laughs> you go, what the fuck was that roller coaster? I have heard really good things about it. Yeah, I advise it. That's good. Um, that was a random segue from James Bond. It's a conversational podcast. It's a conversational podcast. It's what we do. Is there anything else that's exciting out there for you? Have you been watching anything else? Um, what have I been watching? You know what I watched? I watched all of the Terminal list. Oh God, how was that? <laughs> I actually thought it was it was yeah. good. Man, Chris the f- Pratt. The first episode wasn't very good, but like once they get into the ins and outs of it, like I actually thought it was kind of interesting. Interesting. Yeah, basically like Chris Pratt is the Punisher for most of that mo- most uh-huh. of that show. He's just doing what he wants to he's do now. He's just very serious, yeah. Yeah, that's just who he wants to be now. Yeah, he's like, I'm not a joke. <laughs> I am super serious. You are. <laughs> yes, you are. He was still my pick for if they wanted to do the Uncharted movie a few years ago. Mm. Before he went into like the whole, I guess almost a deep end fall off now. He kind of lost his shit. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. He lost his shit, but he also kind of got like, I think he got played out a little bit. Like too many people yeah, started booking him. Yeah, exposure. Um, for sure. But I think if he was Nathan Drake for an Uncharted movie, and then you just don't even tie it into the games, it's just... Give us like a Tom Holland grows up into Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt. 
he just has that perfect demeanor to be like he, action, quirky. Yeah. Here's a one-liner. I think he really started like by his own hype, which yeah. is kind of a, a bummer. Because I read an interview with him where he talked about he was like, "Yeah, I could be Indiana Jones." And I'm like, "Dude, <laughs> no, shut the fuck up." He's not good at Indiana Jones, but again, nobody else can ever be Indiana Jones. Mm-mm. If you're an actor and you're like, "Oh, I'm gonna play Indiana Jones," don't. <laughs> <laughs> You, you can't understand Harrison Ford. Only Harrison Ford understands Harrison Ford and Indiana Jones. <laughs> this movie, I need to watch those movies again. At I least watched, the first and third one. I watched Temple of Doom. Uh, Temple of Doom is my favorite one. Is it? Yeah. I can't tell which one's my favorite. You get a dope collection. Like Raiders of the Lost Ark is obviously a great classic movie well, of that course. stands on its own. But Temple of Doom is super fun. It's just so wild. It takes such a weird fucking turn. I love it. I love Temple of Doom. The third one is my least favorite of the original three. Interesting. I could see that, too. But I think they all have, like, charming effects that people love. Oh, yeah. Like, that's, like, you can always hear people go, oh, no, I like this one the most, and it's never like, you're fucking insane. It's yeah. Like, oh, no, I could see that. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Kind of like the original Star Wars trilogy, I don't really have any... Oh, yeah, there's no hatred, hatred for Hatred for... Even Return of the Jedi, which is not great. But, <laughs> <laughs> but you get to see but Luke... It's Return of the Jedi. Exactly. Yeah, Luke's in his full it's form. He's got one of the greatest third acts of any... Yeah, you get to see some teddy bears murder some people. Yeah. Well, just that whole the whole space uh, fight sequence at the end of Return of the Jedi is so so good, and it's so impressive because it's all at least at that time it was all just optical effects, Mm -hmm. and there's so many layers and like things going on in the background and the foreground, like it's insane. Well, I mean, yeah, those movies (laughs) change the way we like look at special effects in film for. You know. Well, now they do that kind of shit, but it's all just a cartoon, so who cares? But like they were doing like model work and just like layer, it's fucking nuts. Yeah, it is cool. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I was going to say something to you. Oh, Westworld. I got Jamie into Westworld. Oh, okay. Have you watched it? I only ever watched the first season. Same. We just finished the first season. Um, she's like hooked on it. Another on like the fourth? Yeah. Yeah. Like they finally went into like Samurai World. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I wanted in the first season. <laughs> they teased as you with it. As soon as I found out there was a Samurai World. <laughs> when they teased you with it. I was like, hard. oh, I want to watch the hooker robots kill people in a Samurai World. <laughs> that is a fun show though. Do that and then go like play like Red Dead and you just come out like this just changes oh, the way you look at NPCs. I love Red Dead. I do too. I'm playing through <laughs> that one again too. So I'm having like a very wonderful like Western yeah. renaissance right now in my entertainment. Well, I upgraded my uh, copy of Spider-Man to the remastered for the PS5 Ooh. so I was playing through that again. Oh, you having fun with it? Mm-hmm. It's such a good game. Yeah. They did they did the one thing that I didn't think would be possible which would make Spider-Man like fluid. Yeah. They need to up upgrade their indoor traversal though to be as yeah. good as the outdoor it's the toughest part about spider-man it's putting him indoors well that's what like those are some of my favorite things in like that uh n64 ps1 yes. spider-man game that's the one where the the entire city was smoked out so you can only be on the top of the yeah. roof but when you were inside it was like mm-hmm. super fluid to like go from the floor to the ceiling yes. and that game's a classic yeah there's so many secrets in that game some of the best to... costumes yeah they need to do that and they need to it needs to be as fun to be Spider-Man indoors as it is outdoors. You need to be able to like bounce around and like get to any surface. And... Yeah, that's true. Yeah, they did a good job. It's at, like, fine. It's yeah. There's still some struggles where you try to zip onto like a pipe and then you miss entirely and you're just yeah. Like... Or you just it doesn't feel intuitive the way no. swinging around in the city does. We'll see. The second one is coming. Yeah. So, how hey, you join the PS5? What? Oh, it's uh, a good time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great time. Having a fantastic yeah. time. Played the Batman real well. Yeah, it sure did. <laughs> That's good. I like the controller. 
Oh, the man, the, the controller is great. It's the most fun thing about that console. Yeah. Like the way the haptic feedback is. Playing Spider-Man when you're swinging and the controller yes. is just like. Phew. Yep. <laughs> you can feel the tension too. Yeah. Oh, they did such a good job That's with pretty it. Pretty wild. It's even like made boring like shooting games interesting because you can the weight changes based on like the size of the gun. Yeah. So it's kind of little it's things really like that. I'm just like I love it. So I'm excited to see what they do in the future of that. Yeah. Um, anything else? I don't think so. If everything goes well, the next time we're going to be on a podcast, we'll be doing uh, her first time of Predator. Yeah. We're figuring out new equipment. Did you guys watch Prey yet? Not yet. I'm saving it. <laughs> well, I'm going to watch Predator. <laughs> I'm not just going to throw her into Prey. Yeah, that's fair. I guess. <laughs> you got to at least appreciate but Predator. It is a prequel. <laughs> I, you at least got to go Predator first, and then, and then we'll go Prey. to Prey. Yeah. yeah. You don't have to watch any other Predator movies. No, we stop right there. Just Even the Predator 2. Although there is a bit in Prey... That is a big payoff if you've seen Predator 2. It's the gun, right? Yeah. Yeah. That he hands him? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. To show how long he's been here? Yeah. Or how long they've been coming here. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that one, that one's coming. We just got to figure that out, but I'm really excited to do that. Yeah, And then um, that'll open up a lot of her first times where there'll be the three of us, you mm-hmm. and me, Jamie, because like, that's just going to be way more interesting conversations to come from her seeing these classic movies. <laughs> yeah. There's yeah. a giant list of classic movies. I heard Scarface is now added to the list. I guess so, yeah. <laughs> is Scarface a classic movie? I guess. Yeah, well, it, of course it is. It's, you know. It's a, like... it's a silly movie, but it's it's fine. It's, it's, it's a wild fucking ride. There's a lot of pop culture stuff from Scarface. If you're somebody like me who really enjoys seeing couples fight in public, <laughs> there's a, like maybe the best public couple fight in movie history where they're at that restaurant and he's just like <laughs> losing his fucking mind. Losing his mind yelling at fucking Michelle Pfeiffer because <laughs> she's on drugs. Yeah. Her womb's so polluted she can't even give him a little baby. <laughs> Scarface is a fucking wild oh, time. Man. It's two and a half hours. Yeah, it's a long movie. It's, but it doesn't feel like it. He owns a tiger. He does. Yeah. He does. Because it's a movie that itself is on cocaine. So oh, hundred fucking percent. Pacing is wild. It's like the um, it's like Goodfellas. Mm. That movie starts to go off the deep end. Oh, I love Goodfellas. It's so good. When he starts getting fucking delusional and like paranoid, and the movie like makes you feel it with him. Yeah. The random cuts to helicopters, like the random, just like it's almost like a shaky yeah. cam going on. Well, because you know, hot take. Uh, Martin Scorsese is a really good filmmaker. What? <laughs> so. I didn't think you'd be bringing fire like this. <laughs> <laughs> Audacity. Come on here and saying things like that. <laughs> but it's just so fun to see that. I actually haven't seen Heat in a long time. Well, now he's making a fucking sequel. Is he? Yeah. I didn't hear that. He wrote a book, Heat uh... 2, and now he's turning it into a movie. Heat 2, more like, heat. Don't, don't do this. Hotter. Heat 2, hotter. <laughs> yeah. Faster. Too hot to handle. <laughs> Is Robert De Niro going to come back? I mean... What else would you do? I don't know. I guess both of them and Al Pacino too. And or is it like I thought it was like younger versions of them? Oh. I don't know. That's what I heard. See, that's where it gets tricky with these older yeah, you movies. Can't, you can't bring Val Kilmer back. No. You can't. You'd just be dead, yeah, I guess. You can't. <laughs> you can't. Um, it gets weird with these older movies that like try to do the sequels or yeah. Like there's a whole bunch of them. There was like the whole like Lethal Weapon. They wanted to do like the fifth Lethal Weapon. Do it. <laughs> I don't know what you'd have these two be doing. Do now. it. <laughs> Does Joe Pesci come back? Yes. <laughs> and Rene Russo. Yes. And Chris Rock. Everybody. 
That's what's crazy about that franchise is every movie they add somebody, and then in the next movie they just keep them. Yes. <laughs> so it's just this cast; it just keeps growing it exponentially. Was the, it was the original uh, Fast and Furious. That's true. Family. <laughs> they celebrated family before uh, Vin Diesel did. Man. Do it. Leave the weapon five. Why not? Fuck it. But now, um, Dick Donner is gone, so. Yeah. That sucks. It does. Well, that's being his honor then. Who would direct Lethal Weapon 5? Like Joe Carnahan? Somebody like that? Somebody who can, like, capture this subtle Christmas take. I think all those movies were set during Christmas time, right? I think just the first one. Was it just the first one? I thought yeah. it was, like, both of them. Because that was the only one that Shane Black actually wrote. Fair. He loves Christmas. And that's Shane Black. Christmas is Shane Black's holiday. <laughs> it's true. And I kind of love, I love movies that are set at this time, but it's not a holiday it's movie. It's not a thing. Yeah. No, yeah. It's the best. I think it adds such fun little, like, realism to it. Halloween, you just see people in costumes, but it's never, like, fully addressed. Iron Man 3. Christmas, right? Yeah. Yeah. Shane, Shane Black. Black. I forgot. I forgot. And that Predator movie he made is set during Halloween, kind of. Is it? Yeah. Oh. God, that movie is fucking trash. I didn't watch it. I watched... I saw it in the theater. Because it was Shane Black. And a Predator movie. Fair. I was like, fucking A. There's going to be so many pussy jokes. But, um... <laughs> there was only two. <laughs> There was none. No, oh, that's why the movie was bad. That movie is terrible. That's the one with the Olivia Munn, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I get them all confused. It's so fucking bad. <sighs> it's okay. Predator got redeemed. Yeah. That's all that matters. You know what's a better movie than people give it credit for is Predators, the one with Adrian Brody. That's what you've said. That's a good movie. I don't think I've seen that one either. I just got hurt too much. I guess more like Predators, and I'm like, huh. Eh. It just hurts. Yeah. I'll just keep watching them. <laughs> And they did a good one. But then they made a great one. So. That's all, that's why you keep coming back for yeah. the time you walk away and go, they did it. They did it! <laughs> Just like all the Halloweens. Mm-hmm. You see all those, and then they finally did it! <laughs> Which, that third one's coming out soon. Yeah, this October. <sighs> we'll have to go see it. Yeah, fuck yeah. I'm down. We have to. We'll see. And then Knives Out. That's coming to Netflix, though, I guess. They'll probably do a theatrical release. December they've been, 23rd. They've been doing that, yeah. I can't wait. I'll go to the theater for that. I'm not going to watch it on Netflix. I don't want to watch it on Netflix. I'm going to make a whole day out of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm a sucker for a good whodunit, yeah. especially when it's done correctly. The 23rd, too. That's such a cozy movie. Right. Time. Oh, man. I'm yep. excited. Bundled up. <laughs> yeah. Go in there. Snuggle down. Mm-hmm. Watch a good old-fashioned whodunit murder mystery. Hell, yeah. Oh, God. It's a classic. Mm-hmm. It hurts my heart when they don't get it right. Get some hot drinks, Wendy's style. <laughs> you can bring Wendy's into the... <laughs> Have I ever shown you... The Wendy's training videos? No. Okay. Well, we're doing that as soon as we're done recording. I have something to show you. Something oh, glorious to show you. Right. Jackson has something mysterious to show me, so we're going to end the podcast now. <laughs> okay. Well, goodbye, everybody. Bye.